good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning and welcome to the Thai Expat Daily Show again. The Thailand Pass podcast and YouTube video will be out at about 3 p.m. today. I've already uploaded it onto the system, so at about 3 o'clock today, it will be shown on the various platforms. So just for those people who are out there who are very interested in it, I've gone through the whole process and then I've also gone online and gone through a mock-up of making an actual application for the Thailand Pass. So that's just coming later on today at about 3 o'clock. And let's jump into the first story of today and just so people know we are no longer doing the COVID daily numbers because let's be honest uh, they're depressing at times and I think there comes a point where we have to move on from them and the constant reminder of COVID in the country and I think it's a good idea if we move away from those numbers each and every day. Reopening begins in positive atmosphere. A positive atmosphere reigned on Monday as Thailand began welcoming vaccinated tourists arriving by air from 63 countries and all deemed at low risk of COVID-19 without quarantine. The first flights into Suanapum Airport was Al Nippon Airways flight NH805 from Tokyo with 11 foreigners and 32 Thai nationals on board. It was followed by Thai Airways International flight TG931 from Paris at 6am. The passengers went through stringent COVID-19 screening by airport staff wearing PPE suits who also checked their travel documents and helped as needed. Suanapum Airport General Manager Konkitipong Kitana Chorn said a total of 61 flights were scheduled to arrive on Monday and most of them from Europe with about three thousand passengers, 2,300 of them foreigners and the rest Thai returnees. Mr. Kitipong said he was satisfied with the process with the only problem being congestion at the screening stations where officials had to also check passengers' vaccination documents before allowing them to proceed. Government spokesman Tanakorn Wambunkan Chana said between Monday and Friday flights operated by 27 airlines would arrive and depart from Suanapum Airport with a total of 15,230 passengers. Suanapum and Phuket airports were the gateways for tourists on the opening day. We were very, very happy, Andre Winkler, 55, told AFP after he and his partner passed immigration at Suanapum. We stayed in Thailand for six months every year during the winter because in Germany it's cold. The last time before Corona we came to Thailand was 2019, he said. It's been a long time. In Phuket, Eldevice was the first airline to land, carrying 229 tourists from Zurich and touching down at 8 a.m. Phuket opened for tourists under the sandbox scheme in July, but they were the first group arriving under the reopening plan. Susan Peter, 57, said in Phuket she and her partner will stay on the island for a week before moving on to Bangkok and Hua Hin. We love the Thai people. They are really kind and really friendly, she told AFP, adding this was their first trip since the pandemic began. The government spokesman said Prime Minister Priya Chanacha, who was attending the COP26 meeting at Glasgow in the United Kingdom, was closely monitoring the first day of the reopening of the country. The Prime Minister asked everyone to be good hosts and strictly comply with health safety measures to ensure the revival of the economy and tourism, the spokesman said. So yeah, it's been the first day of the reopening of the country. Everybody who arrived today, by the way, arrived on a certificate of entry and certainly not the Thailand Pass. The Thailand Pass went online at 9am. From what I heard, there was an awful lot of 
problems with it from systems not connecting to drop down menus missing uh, countries to all kinds of different things now as I said I've done a mock-up of it and it seemed to work quite well I, I didn't obviously press the last button to submit the application but yeah it seemed to work okay I didn't find anything wrong with it now that was at you know 5 p.m today so about you know eight hours after it was up and going I think the positive from all of this is that the country will begin to see international arrivals and you've seen already today there was a fair few into Bangkok and that can only help the economy and that is very very positive now one of the negatives there was talking about the bottleneck at screening point now that's something they need to get under control ASAP because you know today is a a quiet day in terms of that airport and it'll come a point in a couple of weeks where you'll have tens of thousands of people coming through there and you need to have your systems ready and you need to be able to get people through that airport quickly and I hope they do sort that kind of stuff out I know under the Thailand pass you will not need to be showing certificates of vaccination or anything like that you'll just show your QR code and your passport from the Thailand uh, pass and that's it so you should be able to get through quite quickly but they need to get themselves in gear there and understand that people don't want to spend hours in an airport trying to get through it because you know people are on a plane it's a long flight a lot of people are quite cranky when you get off a fly long flight too that's the truth you know I've been myself and you just want to get out of the airport you want to get a bit of fresh air outside and that is that is the main thing again also greeting people in full PPE it's not exactly a way to welcome people into the country I, I find that a bit off I, I don't think there's a need for full PPE for vaccinated tourists arriving from abroad who've already had a PCR test testing negative again that's just my opinion on it I'd love to know what you think about it I think all of this will definitely help the economy and we will see things start to improve slightly at the beginning I think we're going to see more increased travel probably January February and March of next year and then probably high seas in 2022 and that's just my general opinion on it at the moment and up next on the eve of the opening of the country anti-establishment protesters rally in Bangkok to demand repeal of Lay's Majesty law anti-establishment protesters which included the Ratsadong group LBGT supporters and Talufa members rallied in Bangkok's Retropasong shopping district this afternoon to demand the repeal of the country's controversial Lay's Majesty law penal code 112 and the release of their core members currently held on remand at various locations on the Lay's Majesty charges the main purpose of the demonstration was to collect the signatures of at least 10,000 supporters of a change in the law which will be submitted with the demand to Prime Minister Prayachanacha at Government House tomorrow. Many paintings conveying the protest messages were placed in front of the Central World Shopping Mall by protesters. Various speakers took turns to give addresses, all blasting the government, the Prime Minister and the Lays Majeste law. Some key protest figures are currently being held on remand on Les Majest and various other charges, including Arnon Nampa, Parit Penguin Chirawak, and Panumpang Jadnok, aka Mike Renong. The rally was temporarily disrupted by the heavy rain at 5 pm. Before the rally began at 4 pm, the protesters' Vivo Guard group entered into an agreement with the police, under which the protesters promised not to march to the Royal Police Office, which is only a short distance from Rachaprasong intersection, in return for not forcing the rally to the Disperse. Rally organizers announced that the event will end at 9 p.m. So that's just a little bit of information on what was going on in Bangkok yesterday evening. And we'll move on now to the next story. 
Phuket expects 1 million arrivals in first quarter. Phuket tourism operators expect the country's reopening to help build momentum for 1 million international arrivals in the first quarter of next year. Bookings in November increased by 20%, while the load factor for some international flights will rise to 80% thanks to fewer travel rules for low-risk countries and the winter season, said Bumi Kita Raktengam, president of the Phuket Tourism Association. At present, 825 international flights from 17 airlines are scheduled to arrive in Phuket in November compared to 562 flights from 11 airlines in October. Under the regulations of the Certificate of Entry, which is still the active system for tourists while the Thailand Pass is not yet ready, guests can make reservations up to 30 days in advance. Thus, the occupancy rate this month could gradually improve 25-30% to from 18-20% to in October before increasing to 35% in December. However, Mr. Bumakita said room rates had returned to 60% of pre-pandemic prices during years end holidays, which is lower than destinations like Bangkok and northern provinces, which have more of a balanced supply and demand. Assuming the overseas viral situation remains under control during winter, while most Phuket residents receive booster doses, the holiday island predicts it will welcome 1 million travellers, or 40% of the 3 million seen in the first quarter of 2019. Russia and India are potential market, which operators must largely do without until they are added to the list of low-risk countries. Mr. Bumakita said that even though Russia has recently seen spiking caseloads, Phuket has confidence in its safety protocols, with only 0.3% of arrivals testing positive for the virus over the last four months. Phuket Governor Narang Won Si said the province had prepared the public health system for the worst case scenario as the numbers of available bed remains at 60%, while the vaccination rate for booster jabs has surpassed 50% of the population. Meanwhile, the president of the Thai Hotels Association, Northern Chapter, said the occupancy rate for Chiang Mai in October was 40% in the city and 60% on the outskirts. The occupancy rate are expected to grow by 15-20% to 20% in the last two months of the year, mainly driven by the domestic market. However, forward bookings from international guests have not yet materialised in great numbers as tourists are waiting for the Thailand Pass system, a simpler entry registration to be activated. Ms. Leilad said South Korea's Jeju Air wanted to conduct charter flights in November, while regular Korean Air flights to Chiang Mai are scheduled from December 25th, with two flights per week. I think it's a lot to ask for, what, a million passengers in the first quarter, so that's January, February and March. I think it's a lot. I just don't can't see that coming true at the moment. I think the Thailand Pass, although it is good and I have been very positive about it, I still think it's not that much different really to the Certificate of Entry in terms of the paperwork. Hopefully the approval of it will be a lot faster and that would be a very good thing and I think would help people decide to go on holidays. Now there's another factor there, they're talking about India and Russia. Now India has been added to the list of low-risk countries so that's a positive thing but as of yet there's actually no direct Indian uh, flights from India to Thailand I don't believe the Indian government has allowed them yet so Indian people have to go like to Abu Dhabi and then fly to Phuket so that's one thing Russia is not on the list and they were left off then you know the second list when they announced it there a few days ago so they obviously believe there's issues in Russia in terms of COVID and probably the vaccines that are being used there as well so I mean these things all have to be taken into account I think believing that a million people will arrive in the first three months of next year is being over optimistic and I think it's false hope to people as well. I think realistic numbers are what people need to hear and they can build their business based on realistic projections. We have seen this from the Tourism Authority of Thailand especially this overestimating and then of course when the numbers come in you know there's just huge disappointment like 
when they predicted how many people were going to turn up to the Phuket sandbox in the first three months. It was first 129,000. Two days before it started, it got slashed to 100,000. And then, you know, for the period of the three months from July 1 to September 30, it ended up being just over 32,000. You know, and that leads to disappointment and it leads to people spending money and businesses spending money to prepare for, you know, what they think is going to be a lot of people. And it turns out, you know, to be a trickle compared to what they budgeted and estimated. I think they need to be careful with these kind of estimates and stop giving people false hope too. I genuinely believe we'll see, probably as I said in the previous article, we're looking mainly at a a decent high season, probably November 2022, if we're being honest with this. And moving on, Phuket's smart bus service resumes on Monday to help promote tourism. After being suspended for about a year due to the pandemic, the Phuket smart bus will resume normal operations on Monday for foreign tourists and local commuters. The company said it will charge passengers 100 baht for the entire 56 kilometer coastal route from Phuket International Airport via several famous beaches like Chuntale, Bang Tao, Kamala Patan Karan, Kata, Siloan and Rawai, as well as Phuket Fantasy terminating in the centre of town. This one bus fare will be valid until December 31st, after which fares will be adjusted. The company is also offering discount tickets for regular passengers by issuing three-day passes at a minimum price of 499 baht. Passengers can make as many journeys as they wish without additional fares. Now this bit about international tourists, just to let people know, you can't use this if you're coming in from from abroad. So you have to get your SHA plus transportation to your hotel, but you can use it when you're coming back to the airport or if you're traveling, you know, you you go to Bangkok, you come back again and stuff like that. Yeah, but for arriving in the country, this is a no-no. Truckers gear up for mass protest to demand diesel price cap. Thousands of truckers in Thailand are gearing up for a nationwide strike to pressure the government into meeting their demand for the price of diesel to be capped at 20 baht per litre. The Deputy Secretary General of the Northeastern Cargo Transportation Association said that about 20% of the cargo trucks affiliated with the Land Transport Federation of Thailand will stop operations and park at their truck depots but not on the roadsides to avoid causing inconvenience to other motorists. He said that if the demand is not met by the government, the Federation may resort to increasing transportation charges which will affect business operators, traders and consumers who are at the receiving end of the increase in the price of consumer products. The Federation has also proposed that the Finance Ministry waived the excise tax charge on each litre diesel sold at the pump to reduce prices. This was however opposed by the ministry on the grounds that it will distort the oil pricing mechanism as retail prices are automatically adjusted in line with the global crude oil prices. Instead the ministry proposed an increase in the biofuel content to reduce diesel prices. Now I don't know whether or not you remember I brought this story to you about two or three weeks ago and actually as you can see nothing has happened in relation to it from the government and this is generally how things work around here. There was another strike about three weeks ago it was all discussed the government said they'd look into it and nothing has been done so as you can see this is that this will be intensifying now i think over the next few weeks unless the government step in and try to resolve some of their issues that they're having the price of diesel now is about 30.15 satang which for thailand is expensive i know in other parts of the world you would say this is quite cheap but yes here it's it, it, it is getting a lot more expensive i remember last year around july August you know we're in the pandemic diesel was running about I think it was 16 or 17 Thai baht a litre so very good value back then not as good now and you can see why they are complaining as well And finally, politicians question why only international schools have reopened. Politicians from the opposition parties asked the governor of Bangkok on Monday why most schools 
that have returned to normal classes are mostly international schools and have asked whether more than could be done for the less well-off schools so they can meet the government's guidelines to reopening. The Bangkok Metropolitan Administration, or BMA, announced the reopening of 63 schools in 30 districts, and they were mostly international schools, said Kun Aritak of the KLA party. Thailand reopened its borders to vaccinated travellers on Monday, the same day that schools began returning to regular classes after two years of interruptions due to the pandemic. Kun Aritak said that in-school learning was imperative for student development before noting that students were shifted to online learning platforms during the pandemic. I want the schools to return to the pre-pandemic normal so I can meet my teachers and friends. The school environment is better for studying than my home environment, said Kun Akrapon 16, a student. Kun Aritak said that since the situation in Bangkok is currently improving, as more people have been vaccinated, the Ministry of Education should use the opportunity to return students to the classroom. The government have passed guidelines for safe classes. Some schools with lower resources say they will face problems adhering to the guidelines. Kun Aritak urged the Ministry of Education and the BMA to support other schools to meet the guidelines. This is our children's future. It's your duty to support all schools, not just schools for students from well-off families. Poor management may lead to education inequality, he said. And that is the last story of today. Don't forget, around 3 o'clock today, I will be dropping the Thailand Pass complete guide and the run through the website. So stick around for that later on. And uh, thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you all again tomorrow. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.